The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Vice Exclusive, The Audio Logs of HPV Productions. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Garth Maul for Vice. Hollywood. People love the end product. Movies, television, and other media. And people love the stars, the gossip, the glitz, and the glamour. But where does it come from? Is it completely engineered? It seems almost a betrayal to artistic sensibilities, but even films like Teenagers Live Forever, The No Bikini Summer, where STDs aren't real, were written, funded, and directed by a squadron of nearly identical old white men chopping cigars who follow Hooters waitresses to their cars. While we know so much about the fervor surrounding Hollywood, like that Kelsey Grammer gave SARS to Post Malone, that little Uzi is asexual, and that there's a secret Kardashian that lives in the attic named Cobus. We know very little about the business that cranks out these films and these celebrities. However, a recent leak from former Pitchfork, The Atlantic, Vice, and Stormfront writer Thomas Kincaid Jr. reveals the coarseness of the industry. Thomas has come forward with working conditions at AAA Innovative Content Solutions LLC, a screenwriting farm that churns out scripts as well as some leaked audio from a pitch meeting with Leslie Toast Sr., the CEO of Home Productions Video. Here, unedited, is his account. Yes, thank you, Garth. For a while there, I was an unpaid intern in the upper management at AAA Innovative Content Solutions, LLC. It was an open secret that content was a typo for content, but the CEO spun it as a portmanteau for commercial content. At the time, I saw this brilliant branding effort as a sign of the company's boundless creativity, but unfortunately, most of its creativity lie in tax evasion and giving workers hepatitis. Until 2017, it was a Delaware corporation operating out of an abandoned barn in Mississippi. But after President Trump put tariffs on the cornmeal and pig intestine slurry they feed their writers, they realized it would be cheaper to relocate their business and the entire American workforce to New Delaware in Guangdong Province, China. The company spared no expense in cutting every expense to deliver the cheapest scripts. All of its writers begin the day at 4 a.m. when a rap air horn played over a loudspeaker jostles them awake. Many of them leap into the air, only to be pulled back to the ground by a chain around their neck that keeps them tied to their desks. Twice a day, they are fed Brother Dundas brand cornmeal and pig entrail slurry out of a large trough. To eliminate bathroom breaks, which the CEO considered to be wage theft by the workers, the floors were replaced with a large grate so the workers could stay at their desks while they go number one, number two, and number three, which is diarrhea. Also, the whole office was moved outdoors because they realized it was cheaper not to have a building or pay janitors or rent or whatever. All the writers have fleas. All the writers have those pig pen dirt clouds floating around them. All the writers are spayed and neutered. Upper management has kidnapped one relative of each writer and flown them to an undisclosed location where they remain unharmed if and only if the writers remain at their desks and do not attempt escape. Every writer is branded on the ass with the AAA Innovative Content Solutions LLC logo, which is a pig holding a plate of ribs and on the ribs it says content, which is a typo for content. Every writer has hepatitis A, B, C, D, and double D. Every writer is an unpaid intern. Only the CEO makes money. And that, in a nutshell, is the diabolical way they guarantee clients HBO-caliber content at Cinemax prices. It was in my capacity as an upper management intern that I traveled to the office of HPV Productions President Leslie Toast Sr. to pitch ideas on behalf of this dubious enterprise. Now, for the first time, the world can hear this unedited leak of our pitch meeting. All right, let me hit a record here. All right, HPV Productions. My name is Leslie Toast Sr. I'm recording this for the Shanghai office. It is August 17th, 2018. We are in a pitch meeting here. Uh, if you could, I get you two guys to lean into this microphone real quick. Uh, state your names. Uh, my name's Mason Locks. Hey, all right, come on, Tom. Uh, Thomas Kincaid Jr. here. Um, I'm an unpaid intern in an upper management position at AAA Innovative Content Solutions, Inc. Oh, was I right, supposed to right, say what I, I do? do? Or what? Just say what you do. Listen, I'm just recording well, this Well, I'm for a screenwriter. All right. I previously pitched for Magnolia, uh, A24, and Aperna Pictures. Fortunately, none of them want to hear what I had to say, so I've been thankfully picked up here at HPV. Um, so I'm hoping you guys are happy to have me. Well, I haven't picked up quite 
anything yet, but just you know, keep grinding along at it. Uh, again, recording this for the Shanghai office. We're going to take care of this. Uh, so this is not going to be released or dispersed here. in any way. This is no, secure. this is not going to be released. This you can assure us that this is HPV. secure because these projects are. I can assure you it's secure. We've worked, all right? I've worked very hard on these, and it's it's. I don't. I don't want. It. All right. When you think home production well, video, plagiarism, you think quality, plagiar- all right. Well, I don't mean to interrupt you. Plagiarism is, plagiarism is a, a big problem right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's a big problem. But listen, we're running a business here. My time is very valuable, Unlike so this, I'm going to get started with this whiny with screenwriter over here, I'm happy for the opportunity to actually pitch ideas to home productions video. I didn't say that. I didn't say that, Thomas. Dude, I didn't say I was... In, I was Mason. You don't know what grateful this means. This is HPV. This is listen, HPV. Listen, listen. I'm getting paid just as much as you are. Everyone has HPV, dude. No one's gotten paid yet. I don't know why you guys exactly. keep thinking that. Listen. We're both getting paid nothing. So well, I'm equal. already an unpaid intern so Thomas, at my company, so I got nothing to lose. All right. Well, let's finish this before my uh, DeSerono gets cold. All right, boys? All right. All right. Because I like it hot for some reason. <laughs> why do you eat these? All right. Why do you eat these? Why Here's do you what order I'm looking takeout? for. Listen, I'm asking the questions here, all right? You know how it is in Hollywood. We got these big, long tables. We're all eating low main out the box. We're hammering out ideas, Well, I guess ideas, it's supposed to taste right? like delivery. Because it's... <laughs> all right, what I'm looking oh, for... Oh, I'm thinking of DiGiorno. Um, oh, oh, you're mm, drinking DiSerono. Okay. DiSerono. I'm not drinking frozen pizza. The good people at DiGiorno only paid for slight appearances in the reruns of Ted that we have to digitally install frozen pizza. I follow that, so that's why I was confused. I knew you were a fan. All right, movies ain't fancy, TV ain't fancy, this shit's a business, all right? You got to be aggressive, Well, I disagree, right? it's art, so... All right, so, I, you know, how I'm doing, I'm doing numbers guy, and not zero and ones, and not computer numbers, I'm talking about simoleons, I'm talking about greenbacks what about, and dineros. What about a single one with a lot of zeros after it? That sounds pretty good to me, and put it on something green with a dead president's face on it, not bad. Uh, well, what about Ben Franklin? He was never president. And that's well, a Ben Franklin, bill. yeah, that's that's. I don't even carry hundreds. What do you carry? I got this little guy that follows me around <laughs> carrying them for me, but that's against <laughs> the point. Uh, just for um, for you know, you know, archiving and that sake. What is the the little man's name? <laughs> uh, that's my little servant there. He's a little boy. He's a man. I can't tell if he's some kind of boy man or hybrid. He just kind of smiles impishly and carries around my things. He's about four foot two. His name is Ben. If we can move along, have you ever to why cast we're him in anything? I feel like you could be perfect for certain roles. He typically plays. I found him on set for Dunstan Checks In, where he plays the monkey when we can't afford to put the monkey on set. You can only have a monkey on set four hours a day. So during the other six hours of filming, he played the monkey. We need to well, bust that monkey union. Is that just, well, he's that's, just, he's, that's just here in California? He's completely mute. He doesn't show bruises, and he's the perfect Hollywood assistant. It's just in California, though, in Vancouver. Uh, the laws are you can um, work that monkey as long as you want it to. I know in Canada, you can, you know, anytime we got a monkey movie now, we film it in Canada, and we grind four or five monkeys to death from overexhaustion. <laughs> and then serve them at the, at the lunch table after that. <laughs> and we put them in craft services at the end. Also, they're stretched just, out. Just for uh, another, you know, just to clear it up, he's not talking about a monkey, he's talking about a chimpanzee, which is different. All right, same monkey chimpanzee, whatever makes me the money, all right? Listen. So what I want from you two is I want some money-making business ideas, all right? You know, a month ago, I bought the rights to Big Mouth Billy Bass, the most genius financial creative endeavor of the 21st century. Every time that fucking fish sings that Take Me to the River song, the talking heads get a fucking nickel. Every time you push that button, you are putting a nickel into the hands of the talking heads. Now, people will talk about whatever songs they did or anything like that. Doesn't fucking matter. 98% of the income of the talking heads comes from people pushing the button on a big mouth Billy Bass. All right? And I have the rights to do whatever I want with that gritty reboot of big mouth Billy Bass, anything I want. But I bought that for pennies on the dollar. Bought the rights to big mouth Billy Bass for 100K. Can easily spin that into some gross... Uh, some some gross domestic kind of uh, at least you know thirty mil. So those are the kind of ideas I want. I want fucking empires. Fucking empires hmm, were built on that okay. fucking singing fish. So so you're saying you want a, us to take sort of gag gifts or 
sort of trend trendy gifts from like and 2002 turn them into hour-long and, and make shows. like a two-hour movie out of it or I'm talking Furbies. I'm talking skeletons that sing a scary song. You know, I'm talking about Santas that maybe gyrate a little bit and their pants fall down. They're wearing heart-shaped mm. boxer shorts and they come back tickle up. Tickle me on, like, Elmo. I can, I can see a gritty right. tickle me Elmo. Maybe he's a prostitute. And, and I, I'm looking at you and I'm telling you, you guys are two limp-wristed creative fucks. No offense, all right, but you're really no, ugly. Take it, you thank look you. dorky. You don't have any masculine energy at all. You're about 130 pounds. No offense. But you look like big, stupid, pussy wimps. All right. Thank so you, sir. I'm don't honored to be here. <laughs> I'm more honored to be here. Thank you. So Mr. don't Leslie pitch, pitch me. All right. I'm telling you now. I'm gonna kick you right out if you pitch me some fucking dumb show ideas. Okay, fine. We're talking about merchandise. Huh? Okay, okay. About a bunch of. All right. Remember that. Remember that guy. Do you remember that guy Bart Simpson who was on all like the the merchandise Ugh, in the nineties? Disgusting. 90s? Those were awful. I remember that Bart Simpson boy. Yes. Remember on the Simpsons how they used to kill Bart Simpson in every episode. Right. Well, his grades what are about, terrible. Like, he deserved it. What about like a PBS interview thing where we, the guest kills Charlie Rose at the end of every episode? All right. That sounds interesting if I can get The Rock to play Charlie Rose. Um, can you get uh, Big Mouth Billy Bass to do an interview show for like an hour? I think we might be able to do something like that. It just depends on the script. I mean, That's I don't mean to talk here. out of my place, but what's in his contract? Like, what is he obligated to give you? Well, if you know this about uh, the Big Mouth Billy Bass, is he's not a sentient human person he's more of a uh animatronic fish are you sure about that because i've seen him do some fucking phenomenal live performances i've got bootlegs of like full shows of his <laughs> i'm not i'm not sure on the, the the details of it but if that fish is sentient then technically he is my slave well he was like da- he was like Dio- he was a uh, he was like dating fiona apple for a minute so <laughs> you know what you in this town who hasn't dude i don't mean to say that like fancy executives like you don't go out and see shows like you know us normal screenwriters do but uh if you've i can tell you've never seen big mouth billy bass do a live show or else you'd be like fucking floored by the stuff that that guy can do he doesn't have time for that he doesn't have time for these things what i'm saying is i don't want you guys to pitch me a bunch of ideas about bisexual kids finding themselves during a particularly wonderful brunch and i don't want shit like that. I want some shit with a rock in it. You film one scene in China to get the international market, and you get me some fucking money, (sighs) alright? It's a lot of pressure. I want that big mouth Billy Bass money. Capiche? Let's well wet this money. I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm willing to sacrifice my artistic integrity and writing ability to sell out for these franchises, but when you put it that way, let's do it. (laughs) Listen, look at, you know, you don't want to sell out. Everybody always says that stuff till they come in my office. You see that painting on the wall? Yeah. Describe it to me. Well, let me get well, look, the times you take a crack at it. It looks like it's actually sticking out of the wall a little bit. That's um, right. There's a red button on it. <laughs> looks like you could press that button <laughs> and it might spring to life. Uh, the brush strokes maybe, are very interesting. There's there's a darker forest green and a lighter green turning to like a white hue. It's almost it, like a trophy, like something you might have hunted or, or fished up. That's the original prototype of Big Mouth Billy Bass. Back then they were workshopping Holy it as shit. Big oh Mouth William Bass. The problem with it that didn't work is it only sings Puddle of Mud. But do you know how much that uh, robot fish is worth up there on that wall? I'm just 20, spitball- 30 bucks? I'm spill- I'm spitballing here, but I'm going to say about... Two fifty, two hundred fifty dollars. You're exactly right. We're talking about two hundred fifty dollars. You want to make two hundred fifty dollar <laughs> Billy Bass kind of money? You stay here and you make movies with me, dude. I feel amazing being in the presence of a legend like this. Like when Eric Clapton saw Hendrix and it was like, oh shit! Like I thought I was a blues legend, but this guy's better. That's how the Talking Heads felt when they saw Big Mouth Billy Bass do <laughs> "Take Me to the River" live, and that's how I feel right now, being in the shadow of this legend. You know, you guys remind me a lot of myself when I was your age. Naive, had ideas that were stupid, about 130 pounds. But guess what? Nowadays, I bought my very own limo and I drive it myself every day, everywhere I go. Driving myself around in my own luxury limo. All right? You guys can get there. All right? So let's go make some money. Well, I kind of feel like, uh, I don't know about Thomas, but I kind of feel like maybe in this town and such a towering legend like you... I'm kind of conflicted. I don't know if I'm s- selling my soul 
a way to, you know, just like a strong and powerful guy who takes advantage of people and probably is a pedophile. But you know what? I'm willing to take the risk. Let's do this. What do you think Big Mouth Billy Bass said when someone dropped him in the water? He said, let's well wet this money. That's what that phrase yeah, he means. He was asking you. You know, I, I want you to imagine me as a large animatronic fish right now, and I'm looking at you, and I'm telling you, take me to the river. All right? All right. Take me to the river. I'm going to wet this money. Mason, Thomas, take me to the river. <clears throat> All right? So impress me. What you guys All right. got? All right. Who's first? Should you flip a coin? or? Let me give him one. Let me give him one. Mr. Toast, I can tell you're not a bullshitter, so I don't want to bullshit you, okay? Right into the triple A ideas. Have you heard of my man Drake? Oh, Jesus uh, yeah, I think I've heard of him, uh, uh, The Six God. So, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, we've got a new show we're developing in partnership with the Saudi Royal Family Productions. Um, it's a biopic about Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, starring Drake as MBS. Uh, and it's a story about <laughs> how he hustled and grinded from the bottom of the ranks of the royal family all the way up to the top of the secession order. Uh, you know, we, Drake is already on board to play MBS. Uh, it's called saudi from the Bottom. You know what? I think that's got a lot of potential. Let me tell you this, all right? So I need, I need what are some supporting characters of Mohammed bin Salman, all right? Uh, Meek Mill. I think Meek Mill, all right, yeah, playing himself, obviously. All right, I need some kind of animal. So Mohammed bin Salman definitely needs some kind of animal friend. Not necessarily talking, but if it talks, that could help too. Well, I'm thinking we could do a whole story arc about uh, the U.S. aiding his war in Yemen, so maybe like some canine... Some canine uh, drug sniffing and bomb sniffing dogs. Can we get right. can we pull Coco the gorilla? Can we get that? Uh, Coco is currently out of contract. He's not responding to my calls. She. Um, it's a woman. Well, it's a woman you know, gorilla. I'm not going to fuck it, so I don't care if it's a woman or not. There. I'm not going to fuck the gorilla. All right. So I need an animal friend that I kinda, just thought it might the be canine a good, dog like, to work. You know, everyone wants like everyone's about all about. Like inclusion now, and she could sign, and you know, you know, well, everyone would like, oh, that the deaf gorilla is his best friend, you know. That could work. It could Actually, work. You used to make so, a good point I'm there. Just saying, you know, gotta, right. we got to please, please everyone here, all angles. That's what this is about. Oh my god, I'm all talking. Right, so like how am I going to reach? How am I going to reach the Asian market with this one? You got to entice me. I'm thinking I can get Jackie Chan to sign on. Miss mm, owes me a couple favors. So we'll get him playing, we'll get Jackie Chan playing uh, Ben Salman's father. How about that? What if at the end of the first episode we realize that MBS is a Transformer? And he turns into an F-35. Well, maybe maybe we'll pull Michael Bay for that one. Might need to pull Michael Bay for that one and that could work. <clears throat> but, you know, I, I'm still open, but I still don't think could, we're, could we we're give, quite uh, there MBS, yet. Could we give MBS, we give him abs probably. Oh, definitely. We can give. Uh, how quick do you think it can take Drake to get abs? Oh, we'll handle that in today post. with today's technology and trainers and you know juice, easy. Like right, tops. We, we need sex appeal. We need women. What women can we get with Mohammed bin Salman? Mm, Gianna Michaels. <laughs> All right, go on. Uh, I mean. I'm talking too much. I don't know. Thomas. You know, then if, if, she's if the talking, American diplomat who's uh. You know. If you know, the problem is, if I'm paying Drake money and Gianna Michaels doesn't get out of bed for 25 mil, all of a sudden this is looking like a six figure budget movie. Okay, maybe not Gianna Michaels. Maybe we could pull like Carmen Electra. I know you like her. Maybe. I know you like her. We can do we can do Carmen Electra, and she'll work for Peanuts too. I like that. She's been out of. We the, just need to make yeah, sure they have been good out chemistry for a minute. You know, she'll be, she'll beg us. She probably can do it for free, but who knows? Um. We need to, you know, there's movies now, a lot of, like, a lot of ethno-nationalism is really popular now. Could we get a kind of Black Panther vibe on this as well? Well, I mean, I kind of want to stay away from racial stuff. Um, we might be able to, like, form some kind of Irish angle around MPS. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could work with that, except I don't want to piss off any um Well, we get Wahlberg, we get Wahlberg in a comic consult. I'm very close with him, actually. Right. My brother we went to school with his brother. Southie guy. Um, we could figure this out. I think we should put this on sort of like the shelf for now. I think. All I right. Think, I, I just think I, the, I mean, the last I don't know, piece I'm, of I'm the puzzle. You this. You're the one who makes the decisions, but obviously we got something to work with. Well, the last piece of the puzzle is we need to know who the bad guy is. So, so obviously. You kind of addressed it before. We need a really good villain in Yemen. 
Well, we can probably to play the villain. I mean, who plays villains? You know, these days, who's the guy who plays villains or the woman? Or I mean, maybe it could not even be a human. We could get like a CGI monster in Yemen. Some mutant. Mm, I do have the Noid on a two-picture contract. Yeah, but so I think I could force the Noid in this thing. So, so let's just paraphrase and let's move on. We got Drake playing Mohammed bin Salman. We got Jackie Chan as his father. We got Meek Mill as his best friend who plays himself. Uh, we got uh, Carmen Electra as the American diplomat, and we is, have is this, is this uh, kind of a gaggle us? of war dogs. Is this water for us? The water is completely only mine. Uh, you can drink? drink as much alcohol as you want, but the water is mine. Okay. Uh, and when I say as much alcohol as you want, I only have DiSerono in this office. Yeah, get, I'm going to get a piping hot mug of that DiSerono. Right, you get a piping hot mug, your face gets all sticky from drinking only DiSerono. It's a wonderful feeling. I'm hungry. Cup I can that go mud. for some DiSerono. Where is... <laughs> it's right there in it's the oven. Delivery. Right there, it's not delivery. back of the... <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, well, what uh, I got, what I got is um, Mason. Impress me. I know this is kind of like this is kind of a leap starting out with a leap. No, we know fantasy is big right now. Game of Thrones, big hit. You know, we've actually been eyeballing that. Well, I say we, you guys have been eyeballing that. Um, talking about doing your own adaptation of Game of Thrones soon. Right. Um, what I have for you is something that I came up with <clears throat> when I was a junior in high school, and. Uh, it's called the Orc King. Oh. Now it follows Doohu. Now Doohu <laughs> Doohu was orphaned as a child and sold to slavers across the sea. <laughs> and when Doohu finds himself fighting in the overlord arenas for their entertainment, a mysterious figure reveals to him his true identity and his royal claim to the Burnish Cleft, which is like this massive continent across the ocean. It's the homeland to this orc tribe which he comes from. So, with the help of the priest, Master Bean, he begins his journey <laughs> to returning home to the Burnished Cleft. And freeing his, he wants to free his people. And I think the budget would be, have to be like a minimum of $10 billion. But I think it's got, it's got, you know, it's got, it's got something to it. It's got some weight to it. All right. And you know what? I, I, I kind of like what I'm hearing. It's a little bit of ambition. I'm thinking The Rock we'll can play Doohu. Perfect. That's what I was just gonna say. And then uh, who's who could play Master Bean? <laughs> um, it's kind of, I don't know if he's like getting too old or whatever, but I was thinking Mr. Bean <laughs> <laughs> or Rowan Atkinson is his. Um, his stage I have a few name. questions about the Master Bean character. Is he completely mute and he kind of walks around, going from place to place, just completely ruining everything that he touches? Yes, he is a bit of a klutz and a bit of a drunk and a little bit of a, you know, dingleberry. But right. Master Bean is the one that knew Doohu's true identity and revealed this to him. Our, he also, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of low-key in the beginning, but it seems that he knows magic. Well, Master Bean, that makes sense. Now, tell me this. We need a love interest. Who you got for a love interest? I need some love interest, uh, DNA. Um, probably a Kardashian. All right. Anyone will do. Um, Is that Kardashian playing an orc? Or what's what are, sure. what are the other... Or she's just playing a Kardashian. Is, I don't know. Now, let me do ask you like, this. Is, that a, uh, is, is Kardashian a race of creatures in this world? Correct. Or? That's right. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. Um... The, the, uh, who is like the, uh, comic relief? Cause I'm assuming Master Bean is a deadly serious character. Oh yeah, absolutely. Completely serious. So the comic relief would probably have to be an obese man. That's a sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> you could make the obese man sort of like, let's say like kind of a karate guy, maybe. Everybody loves that it's kind clear, of like yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's clear. He's very faithful to his, his homies and his friends. Um, he's gung ho, a bit of a coward, but he's right. talking to everything. You know, hundred percent a virgin. Ghost, what it's might very he clear that he's a virgin. Response, what might he say in response to seeing a ghost? He would probably say something along. I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but he'd probably go, uh, g -g 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 ghost. 
That sounds perfect. And if, uh, let's say, he's walking down uh, the street and a bucket falls on his head, what might he say then? I mean, I'm just throwing this out. You know, it doesn't have to be, like, in the end, you know, final cut, but he probably see something like, Who turned out the lights? That's perfect. And may I suggest a name for this character? Um... Bobby? Bobby. Perfect. This sounds perfect. I love the idea of Bobby, the, the befuddled, stupid, fat monk who is constantly confused by barrels Maybe and perhaps he's a, a, a brother in the order with the priest, Master Bean. Uh, we could have him be kind of redeemed as a character to have a little bit more depth later on in the movie. Maybe perhaps say- later on he becomes a paladin who helps right. our orc hero, King Duhu. Let's say he saves everybody somehow by going over a waterfall in a barrel. That sounds good. So what do you think of this? Do we got something here? Yeah, I think so. I think this is such yeah, an ambitious suck project. It, Thomas, talk- fucking bitch. We're talking I about a hundred billion dollars. First we'll one, do, you fucking old shit. All right. Well, he, I haven't sold it yet. I'm talking about follow-up meetings. I don't mean to improve upon your idea, but I feel like orcs aren't really what's selling right now. I mean, if you look you at competitors like me? Amazon... Look at who else is spending $10 billion on other shows. It's Amazon making Lord of the Rings. People want more Lord of the Rings content. That's what this Instead is. Instead of orcs, why well, don't we get I, some my, elves my in son, here? My son actually had a fantasy idea. I wanted to run by you this this by you guys real quick. Uh, my, I, you know, my son's been bothering about this for, for months. And if we're talking about orcs and fantasy stuff, this might be a chance to get him out of the house. Um, uh, my son's got a screenplay from an alternate universe Warcraft movie single sequel uh-huh. where uh, Jaina Proudmore gains the power of... Let me grab my notes here. <sighs> okay. Jaina Proudmore gains the power of Sithun mm-hmm. from Ankaraj, growing to over 60 feet tall, mm-hmm. and she eats, she eats High Overlord Sourfang of the Orcish Horde, mm-hmm. who, once inside of Jaina's large belly, gets her pregnant by rummaging around inside of her body and ejaculating. Uh, a scene which my son has assur- assured to me is somehow consensual. Uh, 20 years later, the giantess Jaina Baby somehow unites both the Horde and the Alliance <laughs> against a race of red-headed, freckled schoolyard bully monsters. <laughs> Do you think my son's got anything there? I mean, you're- Sorry, I was, I was splitting a cup of DiSarona with the Big Mouth Billy Bass. I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> You know what? I think I think we can scrap it. I can I can you know. No, I think it's very good. It sounded, but I mean, like it, it sounded, but derivative. It just Mr. sounded derivative. Toast, I don't sir, like it at all. Mister Toast, sir, if if we may, you're you're the one who makes that that call. I think it's very good, but you're in charge, sir. You remember that, right? Well, you know, if you guys don't come up with anything, I think we'll just dump a hundred million dollars into my son's uh, jackoff movie. Okay, well, would you like to hear more of our ideas? Because we got yeah, a lot Thomas, here. Yeah, Thomas, I think you're up. Let's 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 get that. No, All right, let's let's go into the Rolodex here. Uh, Did you carry that? Has with anyone you? thought about giving the Pet Boys Did a show? Did you walk yet? all the way down Sunset Boulevard with that? All right. Yeah, dude, that's I'm an old school uh, kind of guy here. I don't use a phone. I thought you lived in New York. When did you? Never no, mind. dude, I go back and forth between L.A. and, and New York constantly. I just drive because I can't afford a flight. <laughs> well, you said your I, – I saw your Twitter profile. It said L.A. eventually in parentheses forever. Yeah. Well, now is eventually. It's a Sisyphean ritual back and forth. <laughs> you know, on my way from L.A. to New York and to New York to L.A., I drove through this shithole town called Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, and on the radio, I heard a bunch of dipshits called, like, Bradford Hockendock and – MVP most valuable primate or something fucking yammering about country shit. What if we give those guys a show? Perfect. I'll do it. All right. They come said, on. They're Although gonna need about hundred billion dollars. I'm gonna take a cut about ninety nine percent of that. Terra Indiana is right. actually part of one of my pitches, so we'll get to that. But anyway, sorry. Well, Thomas. Yeah. Let's go hear ahead. It. Let's so hear we it. can get through this, please. Well, can yeah. You? Let's hear. Let's hear. Uh, uh, Mason, go ahead. Tell me what you got with them. Well, I, Thomas was gonna go through his. I mean, I'll go. I'm very happy. Just, to go. just somebody, somebody, give me a All fucking right. idea so right now. Before right now, I, uh, I have this. On the rocks. I have a series that um, I rewrote. It's actually a, a series from the BBC. <clears throat> it's a period piece called. What does the BBC stand for? Um, Big British Channel. Uh, okay. So this is a period piece called A Winter's Occurrence, and <laughs> <laughs> it follows. Young Angeline, 
who travels to the manor of her sister and her husband to stay with them for the season. But her boredom is washed away as she develops a relationship full of disquiet and desire with her brother-in-law's old army friend, Williamston. But here's the catch. Williamston is married. So, the night before, at the Winter's Ball, she dances with Williamston. And they've been, you know, having this wonderful season together. She dances with him, and she realizes that she's fallen in love with this guy. And, you know, he's like, this guy's got to be like 17 years her senior. You know? And this guy, the next morning, she awakes, you know, still in the, in the, the, you know, in the haze, the dreamy haze of the night before and the glamour of it. She finds the vapors. She finds Williamston is packing his bags and he's very uptight and straight. His, the twinkle in his eye is gone and the humor in his voice is gone. And she says, where are you going? He says, they're sending us to the front. And she realizes that he's going to the war front. And as he's packing, she finally spots on his left hand, on the ring finger, a wedding ring. And that is just, you know, heartbreak. You know, it's Ang- you cr- Angeline's finished. Are you, cr- are you crying right now? Thomas, you're all right. That's just DeSerona that spilled on my cheek. And now it's searing, <laughs> it's searing my skin. And it's actually creating a burn mark down my eye. Because <laughs> all the sugar content? Yeah. So, All right, so, so a winter's occurrence so, is, uh, you know, full of, you know, ups and downs and twists and turns. And you don't know what's going to happen to young Angeline. And William Stinn is such a dog and he just toys with her young naivety. And, you know, all the, all the while her sister and brother-in-law are just, you know, oblivious of the whole situation. All right, so here's how we typically handle movies like this. Movies that are well, for show. kind of spinsters... Oh my God! It's a whole show. Yeah. All right. We do a we do a one. Uh, uh, hypothetically speaking, I'm not agreeing to it's anything. It's like World we War do a One season World War run. All right. We, or World we do War One. One we season can do either run. Britain was in both. All right. Probably World War One because it's cheaper. Oh yeah, right. that's true. So, so, so we do a one season run, eight episodes. Who owns the rights to World each. War Two? We we pay uh, the actors HPV peanuts. Does. If you do your research, you know that. We, 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 we get some uh, uh, just no-name British actors that we can just use and abuse. You can show up to set and spit on them. You can pee on them. You can do whatever you want to them but kill them. Um, we have a shoestring budget of like 100K. But the most important things with these types of uh, uh, films is we have uh, data nerds that we track the metrics of it. And we basically see when a lot of cats are getting adopted from shelters. And that's when we release it. And we can chart that with different breakups over social media and things okay. like that. We hit them right at the peak vulnerability spot. And we get all these bimbos and blankets. They have no idea what to watch. So they out. throw on this period piece right. for all these women are You put on these completely right. blank slate men like Williams that almost have no motivation and you get these women who are single-minded oh, would have interested. to be played by um a very vaguely handsome but like pudgy doughy rosy cheeked right. gentleman right. like a british man right and it's like if you, that guy lost about like 35 pounds he'd be a fucking stud but like he won't so you give him you give him rosacea and the vaguest out vaguest outline of a jawline and uh you know the fact that maybe when uh, uh, the one lady says something slightly emotional and he gives her a curt nod, you know, oh, maybe she, they think she, he understands. She absolutely 100% must speak while looking out a window and he must stand behind her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, initially when he first comes to the manor, uh, he's got to be outside maybe like brushing a horse. Oh, he's very sporty. Like a, oh, him and... oh. Her brother-in-law and Williamston go hunting. They hunt foxes. Right. And she's got to watch him from the window while she touches her lips with her fingers. And the, and the handmaiden, who she's very fond of, uh, uh, you know, Marianne, she... Right, we'll probably have to make her a POC, because everybody else in this sounds white as hell. Well, I mean, like, I agree, no one else at that time... Like, she wouldn't be a POC, especially in England... Especially at the time, right? That's ridiculous, <laughs> right? Uh, it never uh, happened. Today we got, like we said, inclusion, and uh, you know, some people might get mad at us about it, but we get a. Anyway, 
she will be looking out the window and spot him and the handmaiden will sort of tease her and they'll giggle together and it'll be very cute. Right. Uh, there'll be a thing where she's touching her lips, looking at Williamston as he mounts a horse and then the door will open and she'll go, ah, you startled me. <laughs> and, all all right, that sounds like something I can dump about $150,000 into. Excellent. With all respect, uh, we'll Mr. Toast, uh, is this really going to play to American audiences? No, but it's dirt cheap, and you know, I mean, we do they, a ten billion thing the with the rock. I say we up the budget. He knows what he's doing. He's talking about that breakup spot. I'm talking for Williamson. Let's get someone like Tim Allen, a guaranteed performer who's going to come through and he's, just fucking. He's crack too through old to play Middle Williamson. America. He can maybe now. Tim Allen might work for imagine. Peanuts as well. He's not going to be. He's too wait. He's like thirty years too old to be Williamson. Also, he Wait, he's not no, British. Let's get Tim Allen. Let's look at Tim Allen he can be to the do Williamson. He could be the butler. Let's uh. We can get Tim Allen look at we'll we'll run no, him a spec. I'm thinking like Bradley script. Cooper doing a British accent. No, we're doing we're doing uh, Tim Allen for the spec script on this. You get a script on my desk for the first episode. What we're gonna do then? Tim Al- Tim Allen's about fifty seven, right? For, for the woman, let's get Roseanne woman, Barr. I'm thinking, you know, maybe that we'll we'll get about a fifty seven year old Tim Allen. Then we'll get that one girl from Stranger Things yeah, who's oh, like yeah. fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because I was about to say the same thing. Uh, <laughs> so let's get that. Let, you know, they, the book is a seventeen-year-old age difference. Let's do about a forty-five-year-old age. And the, the actress playing her will be like sixteen or so, playing like a twenty-one-year-old. Right. So, There's nothing weird about it. Or if we're, yeah, oh, let's, here let's we go. Get, oh, let's wait, danger let's get of Rodney Dangerfield as Williamston. And Leslie, like Chloe, Leslie, uh, if I may, says, how about this one? This is perfect. Same range, sort of age-wise, as Tim Allen. I like the sounds of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> the peak perfect. of Seinfeld, he was dating a teenager. It's perfect. He's already got experience. It's not with even it. a role for him. It's just his life. <laughs> right. It's just his life. <laughs> Except if, in this. If we don't have Seinfeld money, maybe we could save a little money by moving the whole thing to Vancouver and we'll replace all the extras with chimps. Well, I think he'll do it for free if we let I him drive around what, in a car. Well, Williamston is an absolute ape in my vision, so. Honestly, that's very funny. It's very funny, but it's not that far off. So, <laughs> Thomas, well, you're not that bad. Um, now, you know, speaking of Jerry Seinfeld, uh, he and I have been looking to do a project for a while, actually. Maybe he'd be willing to do two shows with us if you might indulge me for a second. Oh, go ahead. Time's money. Uh, what about a show where Jerry Seinfeld drives a different classic car to a different college campus in every episode, and once he's there... He asks all these like snowflake SJW college kids why they get so sensitive nowadays when Kramer says the N-word. And is this a movie? <laughs> is, this a, a, uh, is this a show? Or I'm seeing it as sort of like a Fast and Furious franchise of movies. <laughs> <laughs> we get Paul Walker right. on that. Too soon. Well, like the public doesn't know that he's not dead. He's working in two other people. Too don't, many people other don't know that right he's now. not dead, soon. and that you've had him like in like hiding for years now, and you've been waiting right. to unveil him. Well, I, to reveal him, it'd be perfect. He'd be perfect to come back out for this. I mean, I'd see. I mean, the the Paul Walker in Brick Mansions was 100 percent CGI. Everybody uh, knows that. I mean, imagine the, guy in the, the opening scene all the is like Sir, Jerry Leslie, Seinfeld in one car, it, Paul Walker in another car, in going like 150 room? each. Is there a bathroom in is this there room? What? Is there a bathroom in this room or down the hall? Or like, is it, should I use that? Uh, go down the hall. Um, the bathroom in here is completely mine. Is there a code? You go Do to I use my. That code? Yeah, six nine six nine. Okay. Can you write that down? Wait, right. Uh, I got like yeah. a piece. Hold uh, on. Do you have a pen, Thomas? Do you have a pen? Yeah. You know what? I'll yeah, text yeah. Here's. It to you. I got one in my uh, little. Do you have little my number? Pocket here. Oh, just just yeah. WhatsApp me. All right. I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pee. All right. All right, Thomas, I got something I had in mind for you that I think you might be able to hammer out for me real quick. All right, what's up? All right, I just got the rights to the black thumbs up emoji on Android. And I'm trying to set this movie, and you guessed it, Wakanda. Any suggestions? I got a couple ideas for you. All right, hit me. Black Smurfs. (laughs) What if the thumbs up emoji is a black Smurf thumb? It sounds pretty good. Now uh, the problem is, then we got to buy the right. Do we have to buy the rights for the whole Smurfs, or is there just separate? These are different Smurfs. They're not. Blue. All right. Describe to me and be very, very careful about how you describe these to me. What these black Smurfs are like? All right. They're about uh, Smurf-sized. I will tell you. Be very, very careful about how you describe a black Smurf. So you know that the cat in the Smurfs. 
Uh, yeah, Gargamel Sun or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're smaller than that. They're Smurf size. They're wearing Smurf clothes. They say the word Smurf in their sentences okay, constantly. Okay, this is fucking great. All right, that's, that's just... That's, all right, that's enough. That's enough, Thomas. <laughs> oh, wait, I got one more. How about Never Black Kramer? Seen... Black Kramer. Uh, Black Kramer? Go on. Okay, but like, if Very we do that, we're going to have Jeremy Southfield complain that he can't Mason? say Smurf anymore. Mason. Sorry. Let him talk about Black Kramer, please. No, no, no. Mason, you're right. You're right. I'm going to switch my idea to White Urkel. It's a little okay. less controversial. You know, maybe we can combine that with this idea I had for a Friends reboot. Mm. And it was going to be this like Friends present reboot. Day or? Present day Friends reboot, reboot that would be a little more gritty, a little more edgy. Mm. And it takes place in a city called White Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> now, what would it be about? Well, I think it would be about them being friends, but also solving crimes. And there would be gritty undertones where typically a lot of the tension in Friends was from the doughy one and the uh, one with the haircut named after her that would just look at okay. each other sad sack ways. I could see. And this one where they would be more fighting crime, carrying guns. Yeah, I was going to say, Maybe I could see Ross with like, like a CCW, people, you know. You look at like stuff like Shameless or Riverdale or things like that. People want like intrigue or some kind of nastiness to it. So let's make all of the friends addicted to heroin topical okay. no i have one for you oh i have quite a few um because i don't want to take up too much of your time oh go ahead i have one that i think would be perfect for hbv um it's called the new ones and in the new ones a group of strangers from Terre Haute, indiana find themselves trapped in this alternate reality where every choice they made in life was reversed so now, Officer Ken Shirt has to unravel the mystery of the town and, like, its underlying secrets. So, I'm picturing, like, each Just episode... another D. Serono there. I love these pop-top <laughs> the D. Serono's, Serono that you only have here in your offices. <laughs> Got a couple cans of D. Serono uh, Actually, that I'm sitting on right now to warm up. I mean, I know no one's listening to these private tapes we're making, but... We've actually got a fireplace in here, and there's DiSerono roasting over the fireplace. On a spit. And when it, when it pops, you know it's ready to drink. <laughs> I, have a, I have a spear through a glass bottle of DiSerono, <laughs> and it's rotating. So I'm thinking for the new ones, each episode is like two hours long, and there's like a lot of shots of trees and fields. and um, Stock footage we can like probably washed get from out, some guy. Sort of washed out, you know, lenses. Like, get that fucking color out. Not black and white, but get that color out of here. Um, I think it'd be very good. But also... A lot of Dutch angles, I'm imagining. A lot of, like, cocked shots to make it feel Yeah, there's close-ups, too. Um, I think it'd be very good. But also, there's another one that I have that I think would appeal very much to the younger crowd. It's it's one that I've been working on for a long time. Uh, the CW didn't want it for some reason. But it's called Jock High. Now... It follows a our protagonist is Jake quarterback, and he's the high school quarterback of his high school football team. Oh, that makes sense. And uh, at Jock oh, High, how surprising! Wow. Yeah. Um. And it's set Thomas, in please. it's set in Lebanon, Ohio, and what seems to be like a small, quaint town. That the locals pronounce it Lebanon. Exactly. Well, you learned at the show. It's, you know. Um. What seems to be a small quaint town that for some reason is stuck in a state of combining the 1950s and 1980s, um, you know, their secret lives begin to show their heads. And when the head cheerleader is killed, um, well, you know what happens. With the help of, you know, jock friends, you know, nerds, and the not unusual run-in with greasers, Johnny is determined to become prom king. <laughs> <laughs> Amidst all the trouble, Here's even though with his your girlfriend show. is killed, he still wants to become prom king. You don't understand the high school. Jock and nerd are like yin and yang. You can't have no, but jock they, high. They, uh, you don't understand the dynamic. They make deals. All right, Thomas, you're too young. Thomas doesn't get this. The jocks the bre- make deals the with the nerds club or they force them to do stuff. Oh my god, this is the beauty of it. There's dynamic, there's drama. They show the nerds, right, so they show the teachers. They show the jocks. I like, I like this idea. Let's they explore, show the let's explore villain. Jock High a little bit. All right. Now, l- now let me ask you this about let me ask you this about uh, Johnny Quarterback. Right. Which is his um, name, by the way. Uh, what's his name? It's Johnny Quarterback, which is funny because he's like the All quarterback right. for the high school right. team um, at Jock High. I have, 
I have a preliminary talent contract with Johnny Manziel. Do you think he could pull He's, off a 16, 17-year-old? Yeah, he looks young enough. All right, so we can... I think we can get Johnny Manziel Get him in, in a nice rugby shirt or uh, button-up, you know? You get him in a Letterman, Letterman jacket. Some tight... Right. Some rustlers that really hug those... those those grapes and Peter of his, right? The butt. He's gonna hold his grapes in place and his tight little cowboy butt. He's gonna come strutting down as Johnny Quarterback. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna kind of make a call right after this. I want you to get started on a spec yeah, script you think, for this. Like, I mean, that's probably be and, like, and and hold on. I'm gonna get him in training right away to get ready how to do some perfect. Indian that's gonna burns. cost a pretty penny in beer. They're probably gonna have to roll the kegs in for that just on set. Well. Well, we, we can just get... Uh, I got a beer guy. We can take care of that. I'm not too worried about the beer prices. I'm more worried about, you know, uh, you know we got a site, a tight tight security to not let him out. It's basically a jail everywhere he goes. Okay. But let's flesh out some of the other characters, all right? And, uh, you know, Thomas, feel free to pitch in, because this is happening. Well, you want to get your feet wet? Well, the villain I pictured in my head was, show, like, the, the leader of the... It doesn't suck. The leader of the Greasers is Jimmy. His name's Jimmy the Hare. And... Jimmy the hair. Can you, can you describe his haircut to me real quick? Well, I'm thinking in like for some reason I just like I think that'd be perfect if he had like this great big pompadour, you know. All right. And Jimmy the hair and- has known Johnny Jake or I'm sorry <clears throat> Jake quarterback since they were kids, and you know they they're kind of been rivals, but they they've both gone different ways, and you know Jake has always resented him for it. I think the hair should have a, you know, you get this guy, you get him in his, like, an opposite kind of attraction. So for the, obviously, 16-year-old girls are going to be watching this. And even, you know, even if, a let's say, a 26- or 27-year-old man is watching this, he's still essentially a 16-year-old girl. That's kind of ridiculous a 27-year-old man right. will watch a show like this. That's about, right. like, a gritty if, high if schooler. It, like a sort if of they do watch it, style. they're essentially 16-year-old girls to me. Mm. If you guys right? want to save this ratty show idea, you got to make it an anime. It's the only way any of this makes any sense. Well, what it, well the, we the could reason, do some cell shaded stuff with Johnny. Writing this was making. What if I made a real life anime? Ooh, think about that, Thomas. Now, now, let, let me ask you this: this Check hair me. guy. I think he should have a little bit of swagger. Maybe he gonna uh, talk like this. Maybe a little well, that's good. Back that's forth good. That like, reminds me of someone, but I can't. Put my oh, face. Richard yeah. Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you know. Maybe we, Jimmy the hair kind of, throws up. Like both hands, he throws up peace signs. Oh man, oh man, yeah. Oh baby, Jimmy the hair. Oh baby. Oh, this is good. This could work. We could we could kind of have him talk like that. So who's the primary love interest? Because obviously the head cheerleader. Well, dies. Jenny Kaminsky was killed. His girlfriend. Right. Um. But for some reason, he's kind of liking. He's kind of he's kind of crushing on this more nerdy girl. What's up with oh, that? Oh wow. I don't know if people will ever believe And her that. name's like Phoebe. Like some dumb oh, bitch name. Gross. Gross oh, nerd name. Stupid Ew. Bitch. And guess what? She's like hot. She's like hot as shit, right? right? Like super hot, but she's got glasses, so you can't tell. Tell me how big her sweater is. Oh, you know, it's like just big enough to cover up her cans, but just thin enough to make him like, oh, he knows they're there. I imagine that the sweaters, just the sweater sleeves are so big that... They're just dragging on the floor as she walks down the hall. <laughs> Can you imagine if she was in the hallway, would she like drop her books and, you know, Jimmy quarterback or whatever oh, the fuck his name he bumps into her and she's, yeah, and she her books blushes. Fall. Her glasses kind of tip down on her nose. And, and he says, no, it's, it's fine. And then he says, you know, like, you're in Mr. Kuklinski's class, right? Biology? Yeah, that stuff's hard. The Polish cross-eyed teacher. He starts talking about how, it's, how hard it is. And she's like... Oh, it's not so bad. And she's kind of glancing to the side. And he's like, well, maybe you can help me out sometime. She's like, eh, maybe well, I got to get going. And she locker. shuffles away while hugging her books. And he can't see and while it, he's watching her walk away, but she's beaming. She's just beaming. Huge grin. Kind of just like looking up like, oh, my God. And she's just probably so hot for him. Fucking. Yeah. So what? We can say that. We're in private. <laughs> Yeah, no, can, no. All right, so, but you know, there also needs to be a thing uh, that well, as he is watching the Phoebe walk away, has it out for, the, does the principal have it out for Jake quarterback, or does he like Jake? I think the principal wants Jake quarterback to be a quarterback, and Jake is distracted by all the stuff, and he's not focusing. That makes him pissed, and he's like this kind of fat, balding pedophile of a principal. Right. Um, right. 
obvious pedophile. Who cheats on his wife, who's, like, a great woman. She, like, is, like, a community director, like, Parks and Rec type, you know? Like, really involved. Right. And he's, like, probably plowing a student or something. I don't know. Pro- definitely, definitely. And we'll figure that out in, like, a season two thing. Yeah. So everybody on Tumblr can get on and talk about their yeah. outrage or something like that. Disgusting. He'd be, so he'd be, play, he'd be played by some disgusting. Paul Giamatti. Uh, you get me a spec script. We'll get a bunch of 19-year-olds to, pre- to pretend to be children. Um, we'll just only cast hot women, even in women that aren't supposed to be that hot. We'll get a bunch of guys that just kind of look like Abercrombie and Finch models. And we'll just shove them all together in the room. And we'll do some bare minimum writing. Right. And then we'll just let them stare longingly at each other and then we'll cut together a script later using cgi probably so we can start probably production on that in the next couple days because i think with kids too i don't have to pay him jack shit uh, other than johnny manzel but i'm paying him mostly in a little white dust known as cocaine and beer all right let's so so let's keep it moving i'm jot that one down uh who's got something else all right that's a dud that show's going nowhere i got something that's gonna it's gonna fucking rattle you out of your seat dude uh, you're, you're standing up, but if you were sitting, like, you would be, like... Oh, well, it and- makes the DeSerona go down easier. It's very, it's very interesting, Mr. Leslie Toast, sir, that you've been standing this whole meeting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... I'm ta- I, made, I forced you guys Especially to sit Especially because down, your suit you is, you know, kind I of... I respect the power play. Your tie yeah. is kind of loosened. You're, kind, you're very, you know... To be, to, to be fair, you're very corpulent. And you're right. sweaty. And I would think you want to be sitting all the time. Yeah, but do you notice how many rings I have on and how hairy my knuckles are? Oof. Those are disgusting. You've got Pretty like good. two cigars in your left hand through your fingers. You're not actually lighting them, but you're just holding them to just look imposing. And I saw him. He, well, he ate one earlier. Oh, shit. Go, it makes the DeSerono go down smooth. <laughs> when you got my kind of money, you can do right, shit well, like we're, this. We're running out of time, and I want right, to get my stuff out. So go, Tom. Go. Sir, here it comes. I've got a show for you called Three and a Half Men About Seven Paraplegics. <laughs> the only problem is that the guys from two and a half men said it sounds too much like their show so i don't know if it'll be okay well i'll have somebody pay a visit to them in the middle well, of the night Char- give me a honestly script. charlie sheen's probably gonna be dead soon so i won't worry about it yeah we're good to go here give me a pass fail on a few of these ideas i've just got a bunch of them here yeah go uh, fire them rat them out okay uh sir how many ex-wives do you have like nine or ten or something hey don't worry about it where are you the news have you ever you thought about just putting all <laughs> hey, putting all like 12 hey. or 13 of them on a reality show to compete for your alimony money Ooh. well hey you could I do did, that'd be kind of funny you kind of do a whole apprentice thing no uh, i'm gonna say that's a hard pass on me but that did give me an idea to trick them into thinking that is a show and getting them on international waters and getting my somali pirate buddies to sink them while they're on the boat all right so next idea how about this remember that chick who did nanette how about we do eight more nanettes how could i forget have you seen nanette dude you've got to see it dude you've got to see nanette i haven't my f- i have i didn't laugh a single time seriously, and it's my favorite comedy i've like, ever saw seriously like i haven't but i heard it's so good i really need to watch it yeah if you like comedy that never makes you laugh and you agree with, you just watch Nanette. I like to watch so stuff good. where it's like it's not wrong in the opinions or anything, but like I still don't laugh at it. That's the best comedy. Oh, so good. It's so clean. Every joke of her is so well written and clean. Ugh, and yeah. I like how she just talks she just makes joke at her own expense and then talks about how it's bad to make jokes at your own expense at the end. Oh. So good. Yeah. That's I don't think it, about it, that it really guilts you into laughing, even if you didn't. Well, laugh. I, it was more about I clapped to it. I didn't laugh to it. I clapped to it. Right. It's a clapper. It's a clapper. And it was All right. It's what uh, people want these days. People don't want to laugh at stuff anymore. They don't want comedy. They don't want to laugh at stuff. They don't want comedy. Let's, is. let's make a couple more nanettes, but let's get some more sad sack people up there and just let them rifle out their problems and then call <clears> it jokes. I think actually, you know, the problem with that is Netflix is already doing that. There's about a hundred stand-up specials that don't have a single joke and are just talking about how rough it is growing up with like Indian parents. Well, you like what we talk about these days is like people like comedy these days. We're talking about comedy these days. Like you don't have to be funny. All you have to do is act kind. You got to kind of posture and act like you're very progressive online, and um, have very boring appearances on podcasts and uh, have very monotone and. Um, stupid bitchy personality. So uh, that's all you got to do. But um, I've got a few more shows. Uh, Thomas, I don't know if you have a few more. You want to do those Nanettes, but. Uh, yeah, how about an all female re- reboot of the 9 11 movie? <laughs> Not bad. Pass. Hey. Why? Pass? On. Why? Because you have to have at least one male in there so that they have somebody to get horny for. Even Ghostbusters. We'll have did Sully. It. Sully can be well, the original no, no, no. pilot before Muhammad all the female Atta. hijackers right, I, come Atta. in. 
I could have Sully eaten out of the palm of my. I'm gonna. I could have Sully in this office drinking Disarono out of my hand in five minutes. I'm talking about female George Bush, female Dick Cheney. It's gonna be a a fucking all star. Female Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know what? Give me a spec script. All right. I'll get you ten thousand to the spec script. We'll get Melissa Uh, McCarthy to be female George Bush. It's gonna be golden. Easy. What else you got? Is that it? Uh, yeah, you can you can uh, have a go at it with your inferior. Uh, well, I, have a, I just got I got a grip. I just got a text message here. Uh, Mad T- what do you guys think about this? Mad TV reboot with Miss Swan as the main character, and we have a comedy magazine attached to the product released monthly called Mad TV Magazine. Not bad. I don't think that's gonna work. All right, Mason, go go on if, with your idea. What if just I'm why don't you brand it as HPV Magazine? You get a- uh, Mason. What's your idea? Well, well, this is a quick one to start out. Um, it's called Cafe Ukulele. Uh, it's about four coworkers who all work in a cafe in Brooklyn, New York, and oh. they decide to start a YouTube cover band and a ploy to go viral. Um, oh. yeah, in, in 2018, they attempt to do this and somehow, somehow they have, uh, incredible, oh. somehow they have incredibly spacious and well-furnished departments. Oh. Next. Next. I feel like people would like that. Not, we don't have to like this stuff. It's what's going to make money. That's what this is about. I think you're about five years behind the curve. Now you need to have those same bimbos, except now they get drunk all the time. Okay. Uh, make it work. Uh, so the next one I have is called Coney, Codename Hacker. Um, it's about a young, junkie hacker who starts to act like Fight Club. And uh, he s- decides to use his insane skills... To take down the tyrant presidential administration of, and I know this is like I try to keep it subtle. President Dolan Trumbull, and um, <laughs> that's deep, dude. It's political. He he also dresses like health goth, and like he has a modified vape they can hack shit with, and he also uncovers like conspiracies, like in Deus Ex, and um, basically he's a guy from Deus Ex. But he's not like a like an agent or whatever. He's just like a rogue hacker. Plus, he kind of looks like me because that's just the way it's written. Like I just, I didn't like exactly write. I didn't write like that on purpose. I just like asked friends does, like, "What should this guy look like when I'm writing it?" All right. Does does this guy that looks like you have a love interest in the film? Yeah. Can you describe her? Well, for it's me? a show. Does he have a love interest? And can you yeah. describe her in great detail? Well, she's a perfect ten. Okay. If you could picture that. I don't that. think the audience is going to I don't think the audience is going to buy that. Well, picture in your head a perfect 10, that's her. Dude, I know uh, I yeah, know we're competing the on these pitches. I feel like I don't think, think, think she's good enough. I don't think she's good enough for you. I don't think she's good enough for you is the problem, so. Well, it's not me, it's for the character. Well, I don't think she's good enough for the character. That just doesn't sound like she's good enough okay, for maybe, you. Okay, maybe maybe he has like a kind of like a vague uh crush that he kind of has to like leave behind because She's not good enough for him, but also he's not good for her to be involved right. with her. Maybe you know what I mean? Keep her safe. A kind of shame. Like, yeah, situation. he's kind of like a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Keyboard cowboy. A, so, a keyboard. Oh, ooh, maybe that'd be a, ooh, that's that's name. The codename hackers. Keyboard cowboy. Ooh, that's good. That's this is fucking badass. Also, right. it should so, have a so, lot of like so, Chemical Brothers, like Carpenter Brute. You know. I don't know what that is. Is that a beer? Uh, no, it's like synthwave. But all right. In like electronic. All right, I don't know what synthwave is. Is that a hacker? <laughs> next thing? show, next show is uh, is called. Well, I I got an idea on this one. We do we why don't we spin that with like kind of a QAnon vibe? All right, and we have thinking, like a season one that, thing where he's going. Like, was Hold it, on, was, no, no, was no, it two no, in no. the nose? Was it two in the nose? Like, we do a QAnon vibe with this guy. We have him investigating certain conspiracies, and let's maybe have a cliffhanger where he dies at the end of season one, trying to get some neurotropics that he bought off of a Brazilian black market. Okay. All right, go on to your next one. Another one is like a kind of like a throwback. Another like sort of period piece. It's called Blood of Greece. You know, there's a lot of. All right, spark- is it a is Greece and then like a like a like a like dirty Greece or Greece is in like the the country or like the musical? You guys are asking me three <laughs> different things. It's set in Greece, the country. All right, fuck. Um, All right, easy answer. So there's a lot of Spartans. Which, if you were to let me finish, you know. Spartans Just gives away it's in Greece. Spartans leather jackets. No, American no, no. Muscle they're not cars, snapping the fingers. They're not pulling out switchblade combs. Michigan State University. Just stop. So there's a lot of Spartans who have sex with each other, and like there's a lot of blood. You know, I mean, not just that. There's there's a grip of titties in it. You know, plus like maybe even some lesbian scenes. Awesome. Oh. 
Five billion dollars budget, easy. You know, we could probably get Vern Troyer to play a little freak in it. <laughs> we can CGI most of the lesbians. I don't think it'll be as expensive as you think. <laughs> we'll do. We'll get the guys that do the Mass Effect sex scenes to come in. Well, and just get well they would know what people want to see. They know what people want to see. They don't want to see right. Because like, yeah. women don't know so what they're I, doing in acting. Um, women really don't even know how to have lesbian sex. Only men do. <laughs> Nobody has lesbian sex like I got two more period pieces. Um, now, both of these are from the BBC, like I said, rewritten uh, to carry over to America or just like to repurpose them here. The first one is called The Donnelly's Gransom. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had some decent Rona in my throat. It's about a, a noble English family and their relationships as they endure the 1900s England. You know, pretty tough. And things such as, like, I mean, like, when the valet tracks in mud upon the great rug. Um, and, like, let's say the valet tracks in mud upon the great rug. How long of a scene would that be? It's probably 30 minutes. <laughs> I mean, a great rug, by definition, is at least 200 meters, so. Well, oh. also, that, like, the other show that like, I think we'd pair with this, that we'd probably premiere maybe within the same season... To kind of go hand in hand, it's kind of like, you know, just standard, is uh, one that I actually dreamt of called The Wealth of Women. And it would follow, you know, mothers, sisters, friends, and they tell each other everything. You know, women tell each other everything. Or do they? You know, gossip is one unforgiving bird. Jesus and Christ. It would be a period piece. It would be about the untold tales of aristocratic women and the whispers of their households. And there would probably be about four episodes in three years because that's how British TV works. <laughs> so each season is like so, 15 minutes. Well, at least that's merciful. So, all right. So on both these ideas, we definitely have to go a different route. You know how they, you know, Ricky Gervais didn't run the, you know, American uh, the office. I feel like the Donnelly's Gransom would be more male-led, I'm sure. Well, I think the Donnelly's Gransom, you can have the female vibe. You can have all that stuff. But maybe instead of having 30-minute arguments about great rugs and valets and things like that, Valet. maybe it's more of a kind of, let's say it's a Victorian vibe, but more of like a steampunk Victorian vibe. Where maybe Ooh, they do have weapons and, oh, and, yeah. and kind of so zeppelins like and things like pistols. this. And maybe, you know, they have stuff like a little tiny flitlock pistol that's Or um, little golden telescopes that they, like, pop out right. as they hang off of the air balloon that's, like, drifting right. above Victoria and London. And they're scoping out for other thieving guilds and, like, rogue bandit, you know, gangs. Yeah, cool stuff that everybody that makes loves. makes sense. Zeppelins, Simpsons, they have tiny guns attached to their thighs that they'll lift up. And then the Donnelly's Ransom, each guy has, like, a curled... Like a curled mustache, like twirled wax right. mustache, in a, in sort of like a like a forked or like a a, a a pointy you know goatee, or they have mutt chops, and they all and then like the 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 goons of like the villains or even like the you know the protagonists. There's goon guys that are in the squads that have right. you know like sort of cabby hats that cover their face, and they look like Mo from Calvin and Hobbes, the bully. You can never see their eyes, but they're giant, bulbous, rosacea noses. Right. Classic toady look. Yeah, and they're just like, Oi, master, what we do now? Oi, boss, where we going? Oh, get him! Get him! They say that a lot. And get the, him! And the only guys that do have eyes that you can see are always cross-eyed, or they're just one right. eye shut because they're too cuts. drunk, and they kind of got to right. squint at you. Uh, it's fallen down, seeing pink elephants. Now, the male lead for this, I'm immediately thinking the rock and white face. And I'm thinking half the scenes take place in the um, Fusong province of China, where, um, you know, you have kind of a homage to, like, Ip Man and Bruce Lee. And then well, you kind of like have British that whole province? spanning is that market. like a British colony? Because this is a British Sure, we'll do it in setting. Hong Kong or something I'm like sure that. I'm sure they controlled it at one point in history. Back in the day, like, the British controlled yeah. England, or China, so you could do that. And then like, the you'd have to have England, like, yeah. a, sort of like a, maybe a, uh, like a neutral group of orphan chimney sweeps to kind of help out our protagonist. Right. But, except one of them is a, a young girl who looks very womanly, but is supposed to be like 15, and also and she's, he wants to fuck her. She's, right, she's dating Jerry Seinfeld. 
Okay, he and wants to fuck her. Seinfeld's been looking for a steampunk project, so I feel like this is going to be right up his alley. Steampunk is back. Steampunk is next. Wild Wild West was can, huge. Can we get it Will Smith so to well. rap the theme song, dude? Um, well, I think I'm going to get The Rock to rap the theme song. They had John Cena do it, and he doesn't seem that smart. Yeah, The Rock so is sure like Rock black enough, it. but not too black for the masses. I'm going to make The Rock blonde, so we'll easily get it. Okay. So uh, while we're talking I mean, about I'm this sold. BBC... That sounds great. While we're on the subject of some BBC shit, uh, I just got a text message from a Mr. Ken Burns. Maybe you heard of him. He's from the He's American the BBC. Uh, Homer PBS. Simpson's boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is talking about doing a 10-part miniseries. Uh, it's also a, a period piece about Austin Powers. Okay. Uh, Never just heard think of him. About his, think about uh, Ken Burns' uh, Civil War thing. Where Iron Man and Captain America fought? Yeah, exactly. But imagine if Austin Powers was Iron Man. Okay, and who's Captain America? Dr. Evil? Yes. All right, I think we can get a script on that. Uh, we got to get Beyonce back in it. She was on the first one, so I'll send her a text. I think she's in, you know, playing for the Sheik right now, but hopefully she's, uh, he lets her out of the handcuffs. All right, looks like that's the hour on you fellas. Uh, I got a uh, 10 o'clock coming in. I'm trying to get a, uh, a Tom Hanks biopic to come in where we're just going to do Tom Hanks, but where it's basically going to be Forrest Gump repeated, but we're just pretending that's Tom Hanks' oh, life. God. Well, you could talk, you're talking, I mean, oh, no one's going to hear it the same way. You're telling me about that. You guys are going to redo Castaway with him as he is now, but just the same shot for shot? Right. Just like fatter? We're Why? just going to call it, yeah. Uh, it'll be funny. It'll call it Fat Tom Hanks. We're shooting it for peanuts, and, you know, it's easy money. Okay. All right. Well, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. So well, I've that's had, my like, helicopter coming in the two top. Two bottles so of Di Sirotto, I got so, the like, Swedish I, I bikini like, team outside. I got the Norwegian bikini team outside, and we're all going on a helicopter trip. There's so many of them, they're going to be hanging from the bars at the bottom. I'll see you guys later. I'm hitting stop on this thing. Say bye to the HPV Shanghai office. Uh, thank you. I'm bowing. Good to have you.